You're listening to. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Oh Baby a Triple, the TV show turned radio show turned podcast. Uh, I'm Corey, and I am your podcast chef. I make the good tunes uh, for your ears. Eat them up with your ear holes. I am Joseph, and I uh, went to the botanical garden, botanic garden, and got my anime meme on. Did you cosplay? I didn't cosplay. You I sh- mean, I cosplayed as like gay. <laughs> you should, but I you mean, should've. that's not even cosplaying. That's just living. Right. If you if you had to have cosplayed, who would you have cosplayed as? Oh shit! Who would I cosplay? Yeah. <laughs> I'd cosplay as Thanos and then snap my finger and then kill all the trees. <laughs> is it is the, were plants also in Thanos's plan? Um, because he said half of life, did, right? Yeah, didn't he say like half of all living things? I mean, because, he did. Like, yeah, if it's half of all living things, then literally living things would include like plants and trees and all that. Now stuff. this can open a can of worms because is a human one living thing or are they like trillions of cells? Many, that are many living things? living things. So like, imagine every person has like half of them gone. Oh God, that's terrible. That's absolutely horrifying. And I, yeah. ugh. like, could you, could you imagine, like, literally, ha- like, it doesn't really matter, because this Thanos' daddy didn't specify how much of half, or, like, right. what of half. It's just, like, literally half. I, so that's half of the cells in your body eviscerated. Awful exist. What an awful end. <laughs> and it doesn't, it's a, they, we don't know what parts get eviscerated. Like, it could be, like, part of your pinky toe, or, like, all of your eyeball, and then, like, many, many parts of, like, your skin, just, like, blotches Ugh. of skin gone. Ah, it's terrible. I think we should take a moment now to explain why there are only two people talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of forgot about that. Today on the show is just myself and Joseph. Uh, Hi, hello. Hello, yes. Uh, Harry and Ryan couldn't make it. Um... They're, for uh, unexplainable reasons. They're just busy boys this weekend, so we decided to continue on with the show, but just, you know, a little, little bit more of an intimate experience with just Mew. with just two people. You know? It's so nice. It's very, it's, yes, it's very good. So, um, you know, with that out of the way, how was your weekend, Joe? My weekend's been good. That's good. <clears throat> I, uh, I was pretty much out all day Saturday. Uh, I did start the morning with uh, Yakuza, mm. uh, Yakuza Zero, and I think the night before I played uh, Devil May Cry. So those are my two video games, as well as obviously Joker and Smash Bros. You know, just dropping like what a week ago. Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really like playing as Joker. He's like a lot of fun. He's very much my kind of character. You definitely have more experience i think with joker then i played him like for a few games when my brother came up with his switch i don't have the like uh online the dlc the dlc stuff so i didn't yeah uh, i haven't gotten joker yet but uh, i just paid like the six bucks for joker because like i mean I, I feel like there's a part of me that's gonna probably buy all of them individually because like 25 for one drop is kind of a lot 
you know, yeah. when you have to worry about rent. I'm okay with, like, the... the Especially if I find a character that I'm just not interested in. Mm. Like, why would I pay money for this character right. when I don't want to play them? Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get it. I thought he was a ton of fun, though. Uh, yeah. So I might, I'm probably going to pick him up soon. Although I haven't yeah, I definitely think he's too much good. recently. I wish I could. I wish I was playing that some more. I definitely played it more when Joker came out, but uh, I haven't played it in like a few days, I think. Mm-hmm. I kind of just want a new Switch game, like a, a big new Switch game, which I guess is going to be Fire Emblem. Uh, Animal Crossing? When is that coming out? <laughs> there's no, I don't think there's any announcement for it yet. Isn't it just like 2019 or something like that? There's hope that uh, at the next uh, N- Nintendo Direct, or there'll be yeah. a, a Nintendo Direct with a very quick release after the Direct. That would be wonderful. Like, that would be so nice. I need it so bad. I loved I loved New Leaf so much. And when I sold my 3DS to pick up the Switch, uh, I that was probably the biggest... The biggest loss I felt was all of the progress I made in New Leaf, and I really. I've never actually played an Animal Crossing. It's so calm and relaxing, and there's like daily tasks to do, and there's sometimes like weekly events, monthly events that happen, and it's just such a peaceful game that you can like play with. There's no ending, and there's not not always a goal either. I just love the game so much. You can collect so many things, and with um. Hopefully a Switch release soon. I'll have that fulfillment in my life again. Yeah, it's like, I imagine that game, from what it sounds like, is like a very good game for like, I don't know, like multitasking. You know, that's a game you play while you're doing another thing. Like, I don't know, watching a movie or like a TV uh, podcast. I could imagine being a big big one, especially on like commutes and whatever. Yeah, you could definitely Um, like listen to podcasts or audiobooks while you play. It's like it's equivalent to like Ooh. farming games where you know you walk you walk around you just the goal is to water a bunch of plants or to do some weeding or to find some shells. Mo- mostly everything revolves around making money to upgrade your house or keep the place clean, uh, get some new like clothing. You can you know customize your wardrobe. So it's very it's it's very relaxing is the only word. Uh, I think really describes the whole game, just relaxing. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a nice game to have. Not gonna lie, yes. just like a game that you can play without uh, having to set aside like actual time for it. Just like a, a a simple game. And imagine having it on the big screen on your TV. Yeah, and then just, on the go. Just be so nice. It's kind of funny how I didn't put. Um, <laughs> new leaf in the video game news thing but we're talking about it so yeah no i mean it's 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 how it is it's very important um, to me and i need it i would definitely like that and i definitely think i would like fire emblem when that comes out obviously pokemon those are like the big three off the top of my head yeah i'm in the other i'm in the boat opposite you because i haven't touched a fire emblem game and now i want to this one looks interesting <laughs> like it looks like a a, a very uh it looks like a direction that if you told me on paper, I'd be like, fuck no. But <laughs> yeah. the, the way the game has looked, it's like, it's a Fire Emblem game. So yeah. I want to I like it. And I've told you all pre- previously, I really like the concept of the school and kind of like being the teacher. So 
I'm kind of yeah. curious how this is all gonna like flesh out. I'm really interested in, in it. Yeah, I think time has like allowed me to gra- like come to grasp with like the concept a little more accepting with more acceptance because uh, when I first saw that, I was like, guys, come on, don't do this. Mm-hmm. But then, then I, I start looking at it a little more, or I I sort of just like let let myself come to terms with that, and it's like, you know what, this could be a fun game. This mm-hmm. could be like a like because. You know, teenager characters tend to have like pretty wild and crazy personalities and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it could make the game fun, like for that reason. Yeah. And then Pokemon uh, looks really good, mm-hmm. but I need to see the game more. You know, we only we've only seen like a little bit. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm still on the fence about this next Pokemon game because it's always been the same for me, where I pick up the new Pokemon game and then I play it for like a couple days. Then I don't touch it. I, yeah, like I haven't even picked up the Let's Go. I, I I did the same thing. I picked it up. I played it for like two days, and then I haven't touched it since. Um, yeah. And I, I need I, I want to get back into wanting to play Pokemon because it's so everyone loves everyone knows Pokemon. Everyone loves Pokemon. And those worlds are like a lot of fun. Yeah. The fact that the games are like actually to scale now with the characters makes it so much more enjoyable for me personally yeah (laughs) like on the overworld uh but i don't know i i played the demo for let's go and it just was not vibing with me like i just because like i i know a lot of people are good with the fact that the game's like uh uh i like that the pokemon come on screen like and it's not like a random encounter thing i liked that but yeah. I really did not like the way you just didn't fight them in the overworld. I don't know. It just did not feel like Pokemon to me. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird direction for me too. I was okay with it. I thought it was. I thought it was fun. Kind of reminded me of the. Um, uh, I always liked the. I cannot remember the name of it, but it was like a forest area in. I think it started in Emerald. Emerald, where you could go and you could throw like meat down for a pokemon oh, yeah you could try to catch them without fighting kind of reminded me of that and i remember always liking that in the uh the d or no the game boy pokemon the, the games. game boy advanced one yeah what was that i know exactly what you're talking about it's like the safari zone in, i think that's like, exactly Gen what it was one. called yeah okay because like i just don't it's been a minute it's been a <laughs> long time since i played emerald a very long time yeah i don't know if it had its start in emerald but i do remember that's the first time i Play. That's like the first Pokemon Pokemon game I really played. Yeah, yeah. Emerald. My first was Fire Red, but the Emerald and that like that whole generation just like has a lot of special meaning for me. Oh yeah, are you I, kidding me? I played I played Ruby so much. Oh my god. I uh, caught Rayquaza in Emerald, and it was like the best day of my life. Yeah. Like <laughs> when, when I caught that Pokemon. That was like me catching Mewtwo in Fire Red. Like that was insane good fond memories dude um and i want that back i want those feelings back when i play pokemon agreed agreed because like i didn't even touch the legendary stuff in um sun and moon just because i don't know like uh, like when i was done with sun and moon i was like yep i'm done yeah no more <laughs> there were a lot of cool post-game things but i don't care mm. i think for me sometimes when you, when um i have a goal of like catching every pokemon like that's a that's a far-fetched goal for me is like getting every daunting all of them very daunting but usually what i get to is i get to like the final four and after i beat them i'm kind of finished yeah 
And that was I it. Think that's that was it with like uh, Leaf Green. That's how it was with Diamond and Pearl. And then oh yeah, I never played those. Uh, I think Black and White came out after that one. Yeah, yeah, so, it did. Never, never really went far beyond that. So yeah, because that's like I used to do that. Like I used to go far beyond when I was like when I played Fire Red and Ruby and Emerald. Like I I did the post game stuff, but like yeah, no, I haven't. Because I hadn't really touched a Pokemon since then until Sun and Moon. And then when I did Sun and Moon, I was just like, eh. Yeah. And I got pretty into Sun and Moon, too. And then I, you know, sold my 3DS against yeah. Switch. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, bye-bye 3DS. Poor thing. But I think, if I'm being honest, I'll probably end up buying the Switch Pokemon. Yeah. I think I will, too. So. Did you hear about Reggie? Like, his retirement? Yeah. Yeah, rest in peace, Reggie. Pretty now. I have a question though. Have you heard about yeah. Reggie and his chair? No. What's up with this chair? This is probably one of the. It's it's so silly, but it's one of my favorite things to come out of the uh, Reggie retiring. So Reggie posted on Twitter, you know, a bunch of pictures of his office, his memorabilia, all the stuff he's gotten through the years, and someone noticed. That Reggie has been sitting in an entry-level desk chair, the Mira One, which is like a couple hundred dollars of a desk chair. That's like, it's like twenty-five percent the price of like a premium Aeron chair, which is like you know, one thousand like three hundred. It's yeah, like, like a thousand. A yeah. good office chair, less than twenty-five percent that price, and it's arguably a very shitty desk chair. And for thirteen years. Reggie had been sitting in that chair. And people are kind of, like, up about it. What? They're like, this poor man has been, like, ruining his back for the last 13 years by sitting in this terrible desk chair. And there's, like, a... There's, like, a, um... I can't... Like, a a petition. People are oh signing god. for Nintendo to give him the chair he deserves. Oh my god. He doesn't even work there anymore. <laughs> no. But they want to get him, like, a premium Aeron chair. Oh, my lord. And what's funny about it, too, is Doug Bowser took a picture with a stuffed Bowser sitting in the same desk chair. So is that just, like, what Nintendo has? Well, it's funny when you think about the president of a company sitting in a very cheap office chair. Yeah. And just, like, does everyone at Nintendo sit in these chairs? Does just the president sit in this chair? Like, do the game devs need to sit in, like, are they sitting in super nice chairs? Or are they sitting in, like, Mira chairs? Mira 1 or Mira 2 chairs? That's so funny. So people are, like, up, in our, up about it. Like, Doug Bowser's now going to also sit in this terrible desk chair? What is Nintendo oh doing, etc.? So, I think it's just a chair. But I like it when unimportant things become important for no reason yeah i do too it's fun <laughs> so everyone's going on about this and i'm curious to see how this is going to end up if nintendo's going to say anything about it yeah i don't know because like nintendo is nintendo they obviously have a lot of money to be able to like spend yeah they make a lot of money it's so funny that the, the, this the president of the western decide of nintendo was sitting in like the chair, kind of the chair that I've been sitting, I guess. Like, that's a, 
It's a it's a very humbling thought. I mean, yeah, it is. I don't know if it was Reggie's decision, but if you want to take a deep dive on it, Nick Robinson has a whole like oh God. ten and a half minute video about this. That's a lot. And just kind of like opening the can of worms that it, it's about. Other than that, I've been playing Baba Is You a lot. The the sheep game for the Switch. Yes, yes, and no surprise, the, the further you get into a puzzle game, the harder it gets, and Baba yeah. Is You gets much harder. Yeah, you showed me a screenshot of that game, and I didn't really know what I was looking at, but it looked, it looked like a game you would like. Like all the all Baba Is You has a bunch of words on screen, and those words are yeah. rules for how that level works, and yeah, I shared a screenshot with like so many words just everywhere and these are all things you got to keep in mind while you play like just the words that are on screen yeah it's like sometimes it can be like door is open and you can open the door but there's like another set of words that say like maybe door has lava and then there's another set of blocks that says lava is death or lava is defeat so if you open the door like great cool you can get through it but then you're like because of the um because of coding and how all the steps work now there's lava under you, and then you die. So it's... Rip. You gotta figure out a way around that now to make it so that the lava maybe doesn't defeat you or so that the lava is something else. Fantastic game. Yeah, it actually sounds pretty cool now that you describe it like that. That sounds like the kind of game I would like. Yeah, I think I, I, I tried, tried describing it last episode, and it's a very difficult game to describe. <laughs> if you don't know too much about coding, it's kind of hard to get across because it uses like code language a little bit. But it's very yeah. easy to understand when you're playing it. Like a like coding syntax, like, you know, if this, then that, or that, or something like that. Yeah, and it simplifies it even further. Like, Baba is, and then it'll give you whatever Baba is. So, like, Baba oh. is a sheep on screen, is, and then you is a block. And when something's you, you can control it with your joystick. Interesting. And you can turn things into something else. So, if you want to say, like, Baba is wall, it'll turn you into a wall, and then you can't move because... <laughs> You're no longer... It's just a sheep. <laughs> it's so... It's, it's it's sheep rock? Yeah, it's... You can literally... Well, the sheep... It, it doesn't become, like, a, a rocky sheep. It actually just becomes a square wall. No, no, like... You know sheet rock for walls, right? Oh, yeah. Sheep, sheep rock. That was terrible. I know. I know. <laughs> sheep rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought it was called as a kid. Like, what? Sheep Wait, you rock? actually... I actually thought it was called Cheap Rock. Yeah, as a kid. Huh. <laughs> and when, then I was like, recently I was like, oh, it's Sheep Rock. How, okay. How recent? Uh, if you want me to be real. I do. I'm going to go ahead and say like a couple months ago. Damn. <laughs> Just because of phonetics and shit. Like, you know, sheep I lived rock. by that. Sheep Rock. Yeah. All throughout college. You oh, because no one would talk about sheep rock. I mean, yeah. Sheep rock, God. It's not something that's talked about a lot. Sheet rock, you know? Not, yeah. Not everyone's just, you know, tell, how's your sheet rock doing, you know? Oh, you know, it's going good. The sheet rock is uh, upholding itself. That's You know what? It's, um, I had a similar kind of, like, eye-opening experience that killed me, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, hey, listen, I'm about to draw you uh, several pictures in your mind, okay? I'm driving from Syracuse to Lockport which is yes. me heading westward. I'm heading west, yep. and it's the afternoon, okay? Mm-hmm. And as I'm driving home, I'm sitting on a car. I'm sitting... We're in America. Sitting so on the car. I'm sitting in the car, not on the car. I'm sitting in the car. And because I'm driving west, 
I'm sitting on the I'm sitting like where the I can see the south if I if I turn my head left, right? Yeah. And the sun was in my face. And I thought, God damn it, like I'm very confused right now. Why is the sun shining in my face? I'm on the northern hemisphere. The sun should be on the north side, right? And that's when my brain exploded. And I realized I'm a complete idiot because if we're on the oh. north, if we're in the northern hemisphere, and it's like kind of winter, and the just it doesn't even matter that it's winter. The shape of the Earth, it, the sun is like near where the the sun is going to be on the side of the hemisphere where the equator is, and it's it, it killed me for a second because I was like, oh my god, I think I knew this my whole life, but I never put two and two together to realize exactly where the sun should be, and I died. Because, you know, it, it it rises in the east, sets in the west, right? Or is that the opposite? No, it is. it does rise in the east and set in the west. Okay. So you were... Because you were, you, you were driving westward, and you're just like, oh, why is the sun doing that? And you're like, oh. Yeah, it's... And, and <laughs> I know I probably sound like an idiot to a lot of people, because uh, a lot of people who are, like, you know, well-traveled, or they did Boy Scouts, or they knew basic, like, you know... Some things <laughs> they knew basic science about like how the how the world worked know this already, and I discovered it at you know the age like twenty two you know I never really thought about it until now, but as you were saying all this, I was like, oh my God, that's totally why I, see, I guess I just never oh, put funny. like I just never put those like pieces together like I had the pieces and I had that information, but I never like connected it all together into the puzzle that it is that's that's really funny, so it killed me. But I was okay. I made it to Buffalo, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done that trip many, many times. I know how that is. Yeah. All right. I got on a tangent there. So, uh, we want to move on. Yeah. Let's move on. Is there any more video game news, or do we want to jump to anime? Nah. Let's do anime. Okay. Anime. Anime. So Joe, tell me about. I'm gonna butcher this name. Seraph of the End. You were actually very close. Uh, is it Seraph? It's Seraph, yeah. Damn it. It was very close. But uh, this is a manga or mm. a comic, whatever, that I watched as an anime. Like, oh my god, freshman year of college? That's when it was new. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, no. And it was uh, the anime was done by the same director and studio that did Attack on Titan. So, oh, okay. you know, it was very pretty. It had a very good soundtrack, you know, all this stuff, yada, yada, the the... The presentation was very high. It was a very high quality. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, the manga at the time, I think, was in the 40s, maybe the 50s of chapters, because the series is monthly. It doesn't publish weekly, like okay. a lot of manga do. Uh, so the chapters are longer than, like, most weeklies. Like, you know, most weeklies are, like, in between 19 and 15 pages. Right. I mean, if you're some of the rougher parts of my hero, they're like ten. But uh, <laughs> but for for Seraph of the End being a monthly series, it's like each chapter. I'm only on chapter like twelve, but this is technically like volume four because right. they're long chapters. They're like about forty to fifty pages a piece. Okay. That's why when I looked at the chapter count as seventy-seven, and I'd only seen the series like. Four or five years ago, I was like, "Why is this number so low? This feels like it should be way higher. Like it should be, I don't know, I don't know, just a bigger number." And then I'm like, "Oh, it's monthly. Okay, this is going to be easy to catch up on." Oh yeah. And 
you know, I've been reading it for like a couple weeks now, and I'm only on like chapter 12, so I guess that's a pretty good gauge of how long it takes to read the series. Damn, yeah. It's very wordy. Like, it's... Because there are monthlies that are longer because there's more like action going on. Okay. So like, you know, there's probably a similar amount of story in like those 20, those like 20 page chapters, but it's spread out a little more because there's more action going on. Okay. This series, chapters are pretty long because there's also a lot of dialogue going on. So they actually do fit a good chunk of story in like 12 chapters. There's a lot that's happened so far. Now, could you give like a, a quick like cap of like what exactly this is about? Yes. Uh, now I act accurately can because okay. <laughs> uh, like because I was just like, you know, I didn't really remember what the heck happened in like for the most part. I just remember basic concepts. So basic concept, you have a world where uh, I'm going to go ahead and say like 96 or 97 percent of the human population above the age of 13 was infected with like a virus and died. Oh no. So an overwhelming population of the world died. And it's just these like kids left, at least in the beginning. And then, uh, you know, they're just kind of like wandering around. But also in this world exist vampires who were not affected by this like, you know, catastrophic, you know, bubonic plague level just disaster. Right. Virus. Uh, and the vampires, you know, you know, vampires, they're eternally young, eternal, yeah. forever, always immortal, you know, that kind of thing. Extremely powerful. They like to suck the blood. They like to suck. Yes, they do. They talk about that a lot in this series. Oh, God. Um, the main character, uh, his name is, uh, his name is you. And, name. uh, yeah, good name. And he has his uh he has his friend Mika, Mikaela or something I, like that. I was really hoping it was just me. It's not you. It's not me. God damn it. That was good. Hey, but I got anyways. You. I got you. <clears throat> but anyways, um you is kinda like to kind of think of it like this, think if Naruto and Sasuke swapped places, so like Sasuke is basically the main character of this story, okay. and Naruto is not even a rival. They're not rivals by tradition. They're right. on opposing sides. And they are like... Because uh, I don't want to go like too, too into detail about like what happens with Mika. Because, I mean, you learn within the first volume. But I, I don't want to like give away super hardcore spoilers that early on. But basically, you and Mika were separated at childhood and are now kind of like in a Romeo Juliet situation where they, you know, want to be back together because they're basically brothers. Uh, okay. They want to be back together, but due to the circumstances at hand, uh, they can't because, you know, Mika got like, got uh, brought into the vampires and you was a part of the vampire slayers. And uh, the biggest part of this whole series so far that I have kind of forgot to really touch upon until now is that it is like a battle series in the sense that like, you know, it's an action series. There's a lot of fighting going on and stuff like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Not so much until like the third volume, but there is a lot of like stuff that goes on. The characters have 
demonized weapons. Like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, that Japanese concept where it's like a, a blade that has been forged with the blood of like, uh, a demon soul or something like that. Yeah. Like a Satan sword. Yeah. Like a Satan sword. And like, you know, the, the demon sword has a name and if you try and wield it, the demon might take you over and kill you from the inside out or whatever. But if you have a strong enough Ooh. heart, uh, you can overcome this like demon uh, trying to like take you over and you can harness the power of the weapon like tenfold. So if I were to say like Yu-Gi-Oh has demons in the cards and you use the heart of the cards to play. Yes. You, you win? Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> and these are like the only weapons that can, that can give the humans a chance against the, the vampires is like the kind of basic idea. So are the demons on the human side or the demons just like have no say? Uh, the demons kind of just have no say. Okay. I think I think that there are demon swords that the vampires can use, but I do not know. It's kind of it's kind I'm still a little too early to confirm or deny that detail. Right. But uh I do know that one of the vampires used a weapon that was like sim that used similar like uh mechanics, I guess. You know, it does like the anime thing of uh release your power sword and then uh the sword would like uh like extend vines and and like wrap around like the hand or whatever and uh you know anime magic right uh but the series is good so far it's got very good art and i really like the characters and it's nice to have like kind of like a, a meaty sort of like series with like a lot of story and stuff like that a lot of meat meat a lot of juices to it a lot of there's a lot of juice there's a lot of blood there's so much blood oh are we talking so are we talking like uh castlevania like the anime amount of blood or are we talking like dark souls i'm sorry bloodborne uh uh i would say yeah i'd say something like bloodborne okay because like you know they're vampires and like one of them literally has to like drink they all have to drink blood in order to survive basically do they bathe in it? They don't bathe in it. No. Okay. That's but not okay. It's not as bloody as I thought. No, it's not as bloody, but they, there is a lot of it. But yeah, that's uh that's my anime corner. Cool. My uh anime corner isn't a isn't an anime yet. Um, but it will, it will be. be soon. Yes. Uh, I've been reading finally, finally read Doctor Stone. I think hey. this has been. I think this has been a suggestion since the first episode of. Honestly, probably. The first episode podcast episode of Oh Baby Triple is, Corey, you should read Dr. Stone. And I said, I will before the next episode. And here we are. Six episodes later? Five episodes later? I think we're on five. Yeah. Don't hold that against me, though, because I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, me neither. Um, finally, so I finally read the first five chapters of Dr. Stone. And Harry's right. I do like it a lot. Oh, yeah. I knew, like, I knew the second I started reading that series, I was like, oh, this is going to be something Corey likes. I definitely did not expect the art to be as amazing as it is. Yeah, me neither. It all, it looks so clean, everything. And even though there's a, like a lot of detail and a lot of like, especially the, 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 the pages where it's like full spread of the forest, like there's yeah. so much detail in the forest, but there's still, it's not like it's too much to look at. Um, definitely like looks amazing. This, this book series and, uh, I don't know. Is it? Can you call it a book series? I guess it's manga. I was going to say manga. Yeah, just a manga. 
or comic, whatever. Comic. It looks really good. And I, I, I guess I'm neutral on it. I, I thought at first I wasn't going to like the whole um, sheer force of will will drive me to do everything character. Oh, uh, what was his name? Taiju? Yeah, the main character who's like, I'm so excited about everything and I'll win because that's what I want. That's my goal. And that's my destiny is like, I have to do this because of the girlfriend that I, that I want. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm not like that at all. So I usually get off put by those characters who are like, yeah. cause I get motivated to do something. And then I quickly, I quickly, that motivation like falls away. And then I kind of have to force myself to do it. I cannot sustain anything that I do on like sheer motivation like i have to I, I have to force myself to do a lot of stuff and he's just like this character is just a ball of energy that can just do anything because he's so excitable and so ready to just take on everything that's anime and it wasn't it wasn't as off-putting as i thought it was gonna be it i think it if it was more of a serious manga i think it would be a little weird but because everything's kind of comical and everything's kind of played up a little bit it's uh it gels much better for me yeah taiju is a very earnest character like uh something that i noticed with dr stone a lot more than like uh like other uh shonen manga of like this similar kind of vein is that and a lot of and a lot of battle manga series and just a lot of manga and like a lot of shonen manga i noticed that the characters tend to be i don't want to say one-dimensional or flat but you know they kind of fit into a a, a a niche or like a like a trope or whatever, and then they don't really have a lot of wiggle room outside of that. Like they get good moments, but they're not whole, wholly unique, right? Or as I feel like Doctor Stone tends to have a little more flexibility with their characters. Like you said, Taiju is like the the kind of strong willed, you know, ready boy, but he's still yeah. like a he's he's an enjoyable person i guess is like the best way his character is like more fleshed out beyond that yeah he's got a lot of depth to him already which i like have you met senku yet uh i've met the fighter uh, the guy who like punches the lions does he have like really long hair he has really long hair and he's a fighter and he's like i want only children to be yes oh so you have met senku. saved yeah i met that guy uh he's pretty you- cool or uh, Senku's the white-haired guy. Uh, then maybe not because I've met the scientist. That's the course. scientist, Senku. Oh yeah, he's in like the first. He's on like the first page. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I must say, I can't remember the names right now. I am terrible when it comes to memorizing any name in even English books. It took me. I uh, let me see if I can remember this. It took me. You know what? I'm just gonna make sure that I got Taiju right as well. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 let me see if I can remember this book series, uh, The Sword of Truth. It took me yeah, I got that six one right. books six books in to realize uh, a character's name and how it's pronounced. That's funny. It, it was like, okay, it wasn't so one of the characters has like the last name Rawl, which is R-A-R-A-H-L. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't this name, but it was as if I read six books in the main character's last name as like Ral. And then I realized there was an H in there. And I was like, oh, shit. Yes. It's pronounced raw. It, it was along that caliber of, like, 
you, you speed past the name and you kind of just guess what the name is and then you stick with that. So I'm terrible when it comes to like memorizing any character's name like specifically. So yeah, the punchy guy and the scientist boy and the stamina guy. This guy, uh, the, the punchy boy, his name is Sukasa. Sukasa. Mikasa. Mikasa Sukasa, yes. Mikasa Sukasa. So yes, Dr. Stone, first impressions are pretty good. I'm definitely going to keep reading it along with My Hero. Yeah, like Dr. Stone, My Hero, those are definitely, Promise Neverland, those are definitely the three like best uh, jump has to offer right now. Especially yeah. like the new My Hero and the new uh, Promise Neverland were so good. Oh my God. They were really, really good. Uh, Dr. Stone was really good too. Yeah, I, I'm just still way behind in My Hero. I'm like at chapter 55, I think. <laughs> Is that still the summer arc, or is that the hero killer arc? Uh, it is just where they start their internships, and Midoriya meets. Yep. Uh, Midoriya is getting taught by All Might's teacher. Yes, uh, what the heck was his name? I, again, uh, like, cannot remember at all. Tora something? I don't know. Maybe. I think that's, that. I think that's All Might, but like... Yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. He's like the, the small old guy. He's this very small old guy, and I the, love him to bits. Yeah, no, he's very good. So you are on <laughs> you are on the hero killer arc. Okay, yes. Okay, now I remember, yes. Because uh, that's the, the guy who injured um, Speedy Boy's older brother. Yes, yes. I forget what his name was. I know his. I know the Speedy Boy's Ida, but like I don't remember yes. his brother's name. I can't. It was something about a knight. Something about a speed knight. Yes, fast, yes. fast night. Yeah, that arc is really good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's looking like it's really bumping up because Midoriya's like learning a lot. Yeah, no, he, he like, it's like funny enough. It, like, I feel like there are certain arcs in that series that definitely cater towards Midoriya's character development, like basically all of them. But my hero pretty quickly stops like focusing entirely on Midoriya. Like honestly, after the uh, after like that summer exam arc where they're like the tournaments and stuff like that, it pretty around there. I notice like it starts to focus on a lot of other characters as well. Like uh, I like that. I'm excited about that too because I like kind of diving into the other characters' stories. Because like this isn't really going to be a spoiler because you know that uh, Ida's brother got injured. Yeah. But this arc really, really dives into Ida's character. Okay. I like that, too, because it seems like Ida's got a lot going on, and he's, like, it's building up to kind of a revenge plot. Super stoked about that. Yeah, it's a very good arc for his character. He gets a lot of development. But, yeah, that's anime. That's anime, that's anime for me. Now. we're gonna, So let's talk about uh, Endgame now. Don't worry about it. This will be completely spoiler free. Yeah, completely spoiler free. So we don't wanna we don't wanna hurt those ears yet. We don't wanna ruin everyone quite yet. So, I think, I think we should, a good way to start is like first impressions. I think I think my first impression of my first impression was that um it might be three hours long. It didn't feel like it. No, no, it definitely didn't. I've I've said in the past I don't really like terribly long movies. Um, cause like, I don't, I don't, just something about super long movies and sitting down for three hours I don't love, but I saw this movie twice and I was in it like the whole time, both times I saw it and it did not feel like it was too long. No, no. Yeah. Definitely. Like, 
Like, yes, it was a long movie, but it didn't feel like too long. Like there definitely wasn't a part where I was just like, oh, my God, please cut the fat, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it wasn't like I was trying to like check my watch the whole time. Like, uh, how much longer do we have? Is three hours up yet? No, I was like encaptured in the movie. Yeah, no, it was a very engrossing movie. I think if it was any shorter, it would have been too rushed. Like, if it was, like, two and a half hours or try to, like, appease people by being a bit shorter, it, it, they wouldn't have been able to take the time with it they needed, and it wouldn't have been a good pacing like it was. No, there would have been a lot, a lot of details that just could not have been touched on. Like, you know, if even just, like, one scene was taken out. Right. And definitely bring tissues. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was very, I really, I really badly want to talk about, I don't know why I do like talking about the things that make me emotional, the things that make me like tear up. I think it's like really good to embrace that. Like kind of the things that make you like, like open up and really make you like feel something. I really like it when a movie can do that. And Endgame with the buildup it had def- definitely had me spilling a few tears. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. You know, it's funny. I cried harder watching it the second time. I think that'll be me if I see it a second time, too. Because the first watch, I was just, like, absorbing everything. Just, like, yeah. You know. uh, it was a very pretty movie. That is true. The visuals... Um... Like, the lighting was incredible. There were some scenes where I was just like, how did you sculpt that much light out of this, much, out of this man's face? I mean... And, like, the different colors of, like, lights, too. I mean, like, it's a, it's a multi-million dollar budget production, but, the like... The CGI just gets better every time. And it does. Yeah, no, it's a super pretty movie. Hands down. Great to look at. I loved everything that happened, like, in space. And I'm sure it happens more and more with every movie. There's, like, a CGI breakdown I see where way more things than I thought needed to be were, like, green screen or were, like, CGI animations or were, like... It, it, it was, it, it, this movie seemed so cohesive. Yeah, definitely. It was a very cohesive movie. I'm sad it's over. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah, over, over, but. It's going to be different. It's going to be different from now on. Because um, I was talking about this with Connor, too. After the, after the snap, and, you know, everyone kind of, you know, like half of all creation leaves. There's this now moving forward um, in the series. There will be this backdrop of loss that people have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Connor about this too. It's kind of like you know people ask you know where were you when nine eleven happened. It I feel like going moving through the Marvel universe now. There's going to be this kind of sense of like there is this big impact that happened, and people moving forward will have that in their memory. So it, it's going to be it's going to be a big change moving on from the cinematic universe i feel like there has to be kind of this they have to keep in mind that whole event because it was a big emotional jarring moment for everyone yeah definitely it's just like it's one of those this is a whole era of uh of cinema that like will go down in history as being like you know the cinematic universe era yeah which is super awesome how many? 20, 21 movies? I think this is the 22nd. 22 movies that all intercon- interconnect and intertwine with each other. All within like a 
a 10, 20 year time period. Yeah, that's two movies a year on average. That's insane. It's, I'm really glad we're living in like the period we are of movies. It's like, there's just so much exploding right now in like cinema. And I'm really, it makes me happy that that's the place I'm going. That's the direction I'm headed. Hell yeah. Big, big movies. Big movie. Yeah, so you if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. Definitely. It's, God, it's just, it's one of those movies. It's just one of those movies. And unfortunately, there's so much that happens in it that you really can't, it's hard not to spoil it. There's like, you know, I, even now I'm like struggling to find something to talk about. Yeah. Because yeah, like anything, anything you mention might like turn into something else. And it's one of those, everyone needs to see this movie so we can all talk about it. Because the spoilers are real. I literally had to cover my ears, like, going into the theater. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I, I caught, like, things that people were saying. I was just like, nope, 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 nope. Have to cover yeah. my ears. As <laughs> people, and then, like, on Twitter, people are, like, dropping stuff about, you know, characters and, like, things that are, like, ruining it for everyone. Oh, yeah. No. Once it hits, once people go online with that movie and they have a certain, like, scope they're not gonna care yeah but um we were i was yesterday i was driving home from fredonia my family went down to see colin and his amazing voice and we were driving back up and colin's my brother and we were driving back up and there's a drive-in movie theater that we pass and uh there was a scene playing and my brother cameron who hasn't seen it yet was like oh look and they're wearing the cool suits you see in the trailer, like the the kind of gray and red shirt, the red suits. I love. I yeah, love those look suits. really good. They are solid looking in the movie, and um, they just look really sleek. And Cameron was looking at them, and it's one of the scenes where like everyone's walking, everyone's doing kind of like a hero move towards the towards what they're about to do. And they're all wearing those suits, and I'm like, Camp, don't look. Actually, don't look. You're good. You'll get spoiled. Like if if you see if you see like looking at any of the characters might spoil it for you. Yeah, that's so true, like, isn't it? He's like, oh crap! He closes his eyes and he has to look away. So so yeah, be careful out there, folks. I think that's wrapping it up. Yeah, that's wrapping it up. I would say that's pretty much all we need to talk about. Super short episode this week. Yeah, well, this was like way shorter. Yeah, it's just, you know, Harry Ryan got got busy lives. Why? How do you feel, Joe? How do you feel about this show? How do you think it went? Let's do a little. Let's do a little about recap. this episode. Yeah. I thought for the most part it went well. I thought, I thought it went really well too, yeah. I mean, you and I have been friends since freshman year. College, oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, you and I got no issue talking to each other for hours. No, we don't. It, it's, uh, we could be talking about that movie for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, wanna want to make it spoiler-free for everyone, so. Yeah. We, I could, yeah, we could absolutely go on and on and on and on and on about that movie. Joe and I have Joe and I had a couple real late nights, you know. Yeah, we have. Holy cow! Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's it for this episode of the, Oh Baby Triple. That's it, baby triples. Should I, should I like start like hit that like subscribe? Button? No, we like, can't should... do that. <laughs> don't hit that like. Don't hit that subscribe. I just, don't want to be. Just it. give us the view. That's all. <laughs> just give us a view, maybe. So thanks everybody for tuning in to Oh Baby Triple. And peace. Peace out, brothers.